keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Out full of suffering, suck attached, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to a Wrestle Row. Slow news week in wrestling. <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> obviously, it was a huge news week, but just some uh, show business up top. We're doing the roast of Lonnie Papo next week, uh, if you want. You've called him Lonnie every time, and it's Lanny. Oh, it's Lanny. And the fact that you're making me correct you on how to say <laughs> Lanny's name pisses me off. <laughs> And I have a shirt of his. Lonnie is just Lanny with a with a bow in his hair, with a pink bow in his hair. <laughs> or it's just Lonnie Love doing poetry. <laughs> uh, we're going to be, I'd pay to see that. We're going to be, um, well, it is kind of funny, like one of the biggest news weeks in wrestling, at least that we've had on this podcast, followed by the roast of Lanny Papa. <laughs> it's like what you know what it means guys if more news breaks next week we can move the roast <laughs> <laughs> um that would be funny for the it's the first roast we just don't do and that's the roast um, oh man yeah, La- lanny know, should boy. be the guy that we say we're gonna do and every time we go to do him we don't do it it's like <laughs> matt damon on kimmel oh something. that's hilarious yeah or, next uh, week, mike pick a new one for us next week and we'll just keep promising lonnie <laughs> Um, who, all right. Who's the guy? Who's the guy on Larry Sanders? I, I, my first job was with him. Um, Hank Jeffrey Tambor. No, the guy that he always got bumped. Um. um oh, I have to see. Wait. All right. Um, I was busy right. looking well, up because I know Letterman always used to do it to John Michael Higgins because he played him in the late shift, so he'd always like book him just to bump him and never oh, let him be on the show. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Jeff Cesario. Uh, well, Jeff Cesario okay, well, was on a few episodes of Larry Sanders, and he would always like fucking night. One of the sweetest guys in real life, but yeah. There was one guy that died. who was on the last episode. Um, you know, Larry Sanders, torn. Was, no, it's the it's the it's another guy. It was a smaller deal on the show, but I mean that. First off, that season finale, the series finale, of Larry Sanders, I think, is the best comedy series finale of all time. Um, it's up there at least, but there was a point where like, like they call, like he was like, you bump me, you bump me. And he goes, yeah, we'll get you on next week. It's the last show, <laughs> you know, like, um, <laughs> but it's, it, it was the, great. It was the darkest comedy on HBO till Barry. Yes, that's true. Um, I think there were probably darker ones in between, but retro SmackDown I'll be doing. Oh man. True detective season two guys. Oh my God. What a fucking disaster that was. That was um, pretty funny. I mean, at least we got to, you know, have Colin Farrell say he's going to, like, fuck the brain hole in front of the kid or whatever the fuck that yeah. was. Uh, we got Raw. Uh, we got Raw. Uh, for Rob is going to be doing Raw. I'm going to be doing Retro Smackdown. And uh, for Patreon, we are going to be reviewing. Uh, we're going to be doing a watch along, our first watch along 
Uh, SmackDown. Oh, I thought we were watching it. I watched it. Yeah, we're not doing a watch along, Dan. Oh, we we're not? Have... I thought uh, we were doing you, a watch along. You already watched it. Mike already watched it. All right. So we'll just talk about it. Which, which <laughs> SmackDown is it again, Robert? I have fucking, I don't have the note written. September we'll get to it 16th, at some point. There 2005. We it was it was it's a season seven episode thirty seven episode thirty seven yes the first time and in case that we're wrong on that it's the first time Undertaker and Randy Orton have ever oh it's no it's September sixteenth two thousand five which took me a second to remember uh, yeah. but it's the first one that it's headlined by Randy Orton and Undertaker the first time they've ever fought on Ra- Randy Orton the seventh biggest news story of the week <laughs> also um it's very good I mean it's you know and I'm not just saying that because yeah Rob man you know it's funny like I you know. I was watching it and I was, and I remember this era a little bit. And then, yeah, by the end of the, the main event, I was, I, I was fucking hooked. <laughs> Dan, yeah, I was mean, good. They, I did my, I did my job. The pacing way too is, many years ago. The, we'll talk about the pacing on the show is fucking great. Um, yeah. And, and right. Robert's in it. Yes, yes. There, there is a cameo. I, I did not see you, which looking, looking younger, you know, look, looking older and, and healthier than all the 20 plaintiffs last night. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll get into that. That's the yeah. 10th biggest news story this week. All right. So our number one story, uh, Wall Street Journal just broke the news. They broke the news yesterday. Uh, anyway, yesterday afternoon. That yeah, we record this Thursday afternoon. Like, yes. Yeah, so should, a lot of stuff. always say this in case something else happens. Yes. Yeah, we close this Thursday afternoon. We, we air it Friday morning. Uh-huh. We, All we're right, trying so to be as up to date. You listen to it whenever this, the fuck you want. The gist of this story is uh, Vince McMahon hired a personal assistant for hundred thousand dollars. No, no. Let me, let me, let me. Let Robert take this. As much over. fun as it is that you're, you're this is okay. like Dan's bar version of the story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here, so all right. <laughs> Obviously, look. For, for this premium, is this God. is Robert's dream story, by the Pre- way. Yes, premium current events. And yeah. him defending WWE. Yes. Yeah. All right. So these are hundred thousand dollars. All right. Obviously, so obviously, involved. obviously, our, our top <laughs> premium current event this week: um, the pose down between Theory and Lashley. I'm sorry. No. That's got to be somebody's low spot, right? <laughs> yeah. No, we'll get to that okay. later. Right. That, so this is another cool. incident involving baby oil. We also right. we have to fuck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god so yeah according to the wall street journal vince mcmahon paid three million dollars in hush money to a a paralegal at the wwe uh who he had signed an nda because he was engaging in a consensual uh relationship with uh, until she left the company. Uh, and what's she, a paralegal? That's a lawyer in a wheelchair, right? Yes, exactly. It's uh, it's if Zach <laughs> Gowan went to law school. It, it's, it's, a, it's a lawyer you you throw out of a plane and hope they land. <laughs> uh, so Vince supposedly, uh, I'm, using, I'm I'm Jerry McDivitting the shit out of this, but uh, he they they, they he, there was an NDA that was signed. He was in a consensual relationship with this woman. Obviously, an extra matter marital affair with my true love, Linda McMahon. Uh, Linda, yeah, I'm coming home. This is your chance, dude. This is oh, if there was ever an opportunity, uh, you know, I'm sure my wife Save and kids would understand. I, I always is this weird? I always picture like uh, Robert slowly dancing with Linda at like a faraway bar. Oh and- wait, we need to mention this to anybody listening. This that was a Patreon story. Am that I was wrong? Pa- no, no. Then they they have to go to the Patreon to hear that story. Exactly, Scott. exactly. But it was a live show. Robert that was our li- yes. and Linda McMahon. Uh, 
something something is is going on with them uh it, it, you know yes. butterfly in a butterfly kind of way i'll be yeah nice it's a very it. romantic it's the most you gotta romantic. get the patreon but it's 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 very real and i think robert yeah this, this it, is it's fun. very real and it's very tvpg for all like it could air as I a agree. segment on raw it, it is uh, without a doubt the most romantic thing we've talked about yeah you were like two teachers at a, at a stranger's things dance you know? oh it's dude, it's- <laughs> <laughs> it is it is it is totally skinner and grabapple only <laughs> linda is skinner in this <laughs> that's that's fair all right so Agnes uh, skinner <laughs> all right so vince signed the uh had this woman sign the nda uh where he was having an affair with her he then supposedly passed her off to john laurinitis as a toy to play with which is fucking horrifying uh the fact of the matter is he paid he paid for this uh, this this hush money, three million dollars, out of his own personal uh, funds. So the WWE can't turn around and say he was misappropriating funds there. Uh, the NDAs, uh, the NDA got uh, brought to the attention of the board by an email from this woman's friend who was alleging that she was very upset about what happened. Uh, so technically, the paralegal herself did not breach the NDA. Um, so the board is right now looking into the actions to me, the most is, uh, damning is the woman's name, Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> no, it was, it was an S Levesque. I don't know who that is, but, uh, <laughs> the, the only thing that really could screw Vince is the fact that they, they supposedly claim outside of this woman screwing Vince, uh, was that he supposedly gave her a raise from hundred thousand dollars a year to $200,000 a year, which is fucking bullshit. When I realized how much I was getting paid there, they're paying a paralegal a hundred grand. This is re- way less than a hundred grand. Um, oh, it's a, as a fucking writer. They feed you in like hamster pellets. Um, yeah. But, but Robert, did Vince ask you in the interview what that mouth do? Because that's why <laughs> that's, that's where the pay difference comes from. No, that was, that's a standard Michael Hayes question. <laughs> Robert uh, was paid in a hundred grand candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's why we Wait till it. it's your payday, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I should have thought on that anyway. So the uh, the the issue here right now is whether or not the board is going to take any action to remove Vince from his position. Uh, the quid pro quo argument is probably the strongest for why they need to do something. There's supposedly other NDAs that are out there, which of course there are. There is an entire room in Titan Tower filled with dead hookers, and not all from Jimmy Snuka. So it's like it's. It's the worst kept secret. And the reason why this doesn't get as much traction as anything else. And we were texting about this. Somebody brought up like, well, the Jeff Zucker situation with CNN. It's like Vince was always publicly open and out about his affairs. We talked about it last week on the Heyman episode that Vince in Playboy would talk about his affairs. He was on TV calling himself the genetic jackhammer and and the ball and the grapefruit sized balls. It's one of those situations where being in a, a an industry that is so loathed by so many that it's kind of a, well, what else do you expect? It's Vince McMahon. So the board can't really act shocked at the, at the actions and behaviors of. Well, Vince. and at this point, it's, it's, it, it seems to be clear that this is a decision they've made together and this is their lifestyle. He, you know, I mean, look, I, I don't think you should be fucking uh, people who work with you or work for you, but um well, you you can as long as it's consensual. Oh, and of as course, long as, of course. As long as, I'm, t- I'm talking. I'm talking in a relationship. Power when, dynamics. When you, when you agree to though. do a thing like that, and the pirate power, power dynamics. Can... Is, 
The man has a T-Rex head in his office, you know, like well, you it's like half a T-Rex head. It's just kind of mounted on the wall. But the the, the thing is, but that's <laughs> Robert's what, like, I only give him half the pussy for that. But what's what, well, first, <laughs> there's two there's two disappointing things here. The first is that the paralegal was 41. And if you're going to fuck over the entire company and risk losing your business for a 41 year old paralegal. Oh, that's very like, ages. There are a lot of very. Yeah, have you seen 41 year olds now? They they. they Yes. It's all about how a person my, dresses. My, my wife is Everybody 43. Cool. My wife just is saying, 43. I'm just, yeah, but it's awesome. it's it's yeah, Vince. It's like you, you kind of hope that he's going to. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, not, not that I'm saying that we saw any sort of inappropriate behavior while I was there with some of the potential divas, one of whom may have won a diva search contest, theoretically, hypothetically, not that we're saying anything. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, in, in this instance here, it's kind of insane that Nick Khan is the best succession character of all time. Where in January, Shane McMahon gone, Triple H removed from running NXT, demoted, and now pretty much gone. Stephanie embarrassed during a meeting because of her failure as a brand officer, and for all intents and purposes, gone. Vince now suddenly an NDA pops up out of nowhere when there's Wait, been a mind you, they've of been NDAs. investigating this like while stephanie left so there's a chance yeah. stephanie left in case this kind of by, very by, by the way when by the way michael cole is going an nda out of nowhere <laughs> classic nda <Yes. laughs> yeah, do you think michael cole like goes like michael cole's reaction to this is he goes home to the mirror and he just goes does this mean i'm finally free <laughs> no michael's never free he sold his soul for this shit uh, and shaved off his goatee. He's this he's my, there for my, my thought on on Vince and Linda's marriage is she was like, you do whatever the fuck you want. Just make sure I get in the political office of my choice. You know the Bill Clinton rule. Yes. <laughs> and and the thing is, it didn't happen. He tried. He spent Twice. as much I mean, money. Dude, like he three fucking, mil is nothing compared to I, I what he give, spent yeah. to get rid of Linda. Dude, he gave a hundred million dollars to a Senate campaign. That she didn't win, and then and then she got she got part of that small business. She got a position in the Trump cabinet, so he definitely fulfilled his fucking end of the bargain on that. I mean, you know, like just because she couldn't she couldn't beat a guy who lied about being in Vietnam, that's that's not Vince's problem. Vince was hardly part of that campaign, you know. There is no reason for them to have gotten divorced as long as they have an understanding, because they both came into the WWE on equal footing without having money. So if there was a divorce, it would be the dissolution of hundreds of millions of dollars worth of assets. So I'm sure there is an arrangement. They're both very happy. And you, I mean, look at Vince and Linda. Do you think these are two people who have anything in common with one another? Shoulder pads. They like wearing... Uh... <laughs> like, that's about Some, it. Sometimes it's I think they go pad. to the same barber, but yeah. Yeah. Like, it is... It is uh, what did I, I said to someone, I'm like... It's I think like they both hate Shane. <laughs> well, they, they both hate Shane. That's uh, that's for sure. Then there's the whole potential insider trading claims. Not the one, but there's stuff about Kevin Dunn that's separate. But the fact of the matter is, yesterday before this story broke, uh, there were over two million uh, shares traded, which is double what WWE is normally doing. So some people knew something, and there were actions that are going to be evaluated. It'll be weird to see what winds up happening. My, my gut is in some way, shape, or form, this was Nick Khan floating this in front of the board to see what they would do. 
if they're going to stick with Vince or they're going to get rid of Vince or if Nick can muscle some kind of potential sale. I don't okay, see but, that. But now, now at this point, does Vince recognize this and pull back from guys like Khan or other people in the room? I think Vince is a, Does he become a, Putin, you know? Do you have to like yes. stand I think Vince on is the a other lunatic. side of like all the way down an aisle of a table vince will strap the dynamite to his chest and hold the uh the 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 trigger and threaten to blow up titan towers like if if he was on board with the sale and he was on board with get let's move out shane let's move out hon let's move out stephanie sell it and i'm done this this never comes out this doesn't dream is scarface right he wants it to end like scarface in connecticut right if nick khan decides that he wants to try to leverage this to get rid of vince vince is the majority shareholder will do everything possible to burn it like he'll bring back the nwo he will burn this fucker to the ground (laughs) that would be so hilarious in a board meeting yes he just turns around he's like n w Oh, and then Bruce, fucking Bruce is right now. Scott Hall's urn. Yeah, Bruce what right now has a shovel digging up, just digging up Scott. What, um, what did he say? What was it like poison? I'm going to inject poison. I'm going to inject yeah. poison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I, we'll, we'll talk about Jeff Hardy later. Yes, I do. I will say, I think the saddest part of the story is the thing about him passing off this paralegal to John Laurinaitis, because I feel bad for allegedly, Bruce. allegedly, I feel terrible. Like Bruce had to be so let down that he wasn't included in this. And someday <laughs> this is going to be the best Conrad podcast episode ever. It was um, literally it, Vince was like, John, I want you to have her. And Bruce just goes, huh? Well, hey, the, so the Laurinaitis thing is, is the, as of right now, the last few hours, it seems like Laurinaitis is getting hit harder than Vince in the moment online. And it's because now it's being brought up about how when he was rehired a few years ago, a lot of the ladies came forward and said they were uncomfortable with him coming back because he's a creep. So things like that, actually, um, in terms of getting rid of someone, it's kind of a worse look, right? Because it's like, oh, Vince paid a woman with his own money to, to shut up. This passing off is really what it seems like is this woman getting in to another relationship with john and you know obviously not want i mean i don't know exactly what by the way i'm pretty sure john fucked the wrong paralegal (laughs) yeah but i i guess what i'm saying is you know that there was the nia jacks uh tweet a few months ago about blackmail now people are saying that was about laurenitis people are looking back at you know situations in terms of oh maybe when ladies you know said they didn't like a certain thing that it was about john when that guy sent uh mickey james the garbage bag mark carano yeah uh, apparently a female wrestler was quoted as saying i would have rather gotten my shit in a garbage bag than have to deal with john laurinitis i think it's the voice because of how much of a creep he is so no maybe he gets I'm, I'm pretty sure if there's going to be a fall guy, it'll wind up being Laurinaitis and they'll rehire him in like six months. Yeah. Uh, he's not a huge loss uh, when all is said and done, but I don't think this is enough to topple Vince. If it was, this would have been a continued massive wave of a news story. And it started in the Wall Street Journal. And like any story that goes to die, it ended in the Observer. So this is not <laughs> there's not calls for his head. The stock did not plummet 30 percent. Uh, the, the board, it's going to be tough for the board to really be outraged unless other people start coming forward and, and, feel and like, that's kind of what it seems like. This is why it was leaked, right? Yes. He look, he survived the, the, the tanning salon thing in Boca where yeah. he supposedly, you know, uh, engaged in some sort of inappropriate touching or whatever it was, but it was, there was ultimately never any charges brought against him for that. And to think that he's been clean this whole time 
you have to be a complete fucking idiot. Um, so some things may come forward. This may be a good ploy by, you know, the other con to, uh, to, to, you know, out Vince, oust Vince, but I don't know what ultimately is going to happen, but people get all up in a tizzy. Vince is still going to be at SmackDown. Uh, he's still going to be running the show as of now. And more, more likely than not, this will blow over like everything else because there's nothing reputationally damaging to him. Like if this happened to Tony Khan, we'd be shocked that he had sex with a girl. Um, like, <laughs> that sure. would be fucking mind blowing. But for Vince, oh, that would be nine twenty-five at nine. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be from nine thirty to nine thirty-two, like any of their matches, uh, and just as satisfying. But yeah. at the end of the day, and, we didn't and, learn and, and an equally weak finish. Yeah, exactly. We did. We didn't learn anything new about Vince. Like I said, the, the most damning thing from a legal perspective is the quid pro quo, which is under their own, uh, you know, practices and their own handbook. It theoretically says you're not allowed to do this, which most companies have that there. So if they needed pretense to get rid of them, they have it. They are more profitable now than they've ever been. They have the deal in place with the three largest entertainment institutions in the world. You have the Disney deal with Hulu. They're on Fox. They're on NBC Universal with USA Network and Peacock. They are in bed with everyone that matters, including the Saudi royal family. They're fine. So to get rid of Vince at this point in time doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The company's not in turmoil. The, the stock is, is, has been outperforming even during this you know, bear market and, and pending recession. And I don't think, given how much of a scumbag Vince McMahon is, that this shocks the conscience enough for the, the board to really do anything. So whoever brought this forward, it feels like a miscalculation on their part. And it's kind of, you know, what's the, what's the fucking shitty hip hop line that they always misquote from Shakespeare? You, you take a shot oh, at the king, don't miss. About, yeah. You best not miss. Yeah. And I feel like this was a miss, but we'll see. Well, we'll see. I mean, he's obviously a very complicated guy. But my question for you, Robert, was um, now with Vince, with the like, because obviously, if, if anybody knows this Jeff Sucker story, the Jeff Sucker story is very, very tame. I mean, he he had a an affair with a uh, woman who was a higher placed executive. It wasn't like it was his, his his administrative assistant, and then she moved up in the business world. Without him, like she got other, you know, like it was one of these situations where, you know, it seemed like it was the closest thing to two employees hooking up rather than even though he was the boss, you know, it was closer to that at least. And he went down. Now, the question is with Jeff Zucker is CNN Plus was a huge failure. There was a lot of things that Jeff Zucker was doing um, business wise that were a lot less successful than what Vincent and, and Nick Khan were doing. Um, but this story does seem more damning, but Vince has the voting power. So does it matter? I mean, if, if Vince has 70% voting power, does it really matter? Like, what can they do? Like, I know, I know that if you're, I know that if, okay, they have deals with like Peacock and, and, uh, which I think NBC universal would be a great home for him, but, uh, Peacock, Fox, all these, all these places, uh, they have, they have, they have these deals with. And they have morality. A lot of them have morality clauses in the contract. But um, I just don't know how they go, how it, even if they dump their relationship, like, I don't know how Vince would still give it up if he has 70% voting power. The only thing that could, again, that could happen is if the other 30%, if the, if the board 
all resigns, if they all say they have no confidence in Vince McMahon, they all say we are resigning, we are getting out of this, we're, we're, we're selling off our piece, and that 30% starts to tank the company to the point where it's no longer financially viable, then they could potentially force Vince's hand. If they start, And then if they start putting all this pressure on the media partners, the media partners could in turn uh, exercise some of those clauses. I think that the morality clause is going to be a stretch because, again, Vince has been very public and open about who he is and how he is and how he behaves. So you can't really claim we didn't know. Jeff Zucker was managing a lot of failing properties and also because it was in the news, the news world. When you're operating in that sphere for, for CNN, you have to be you know, above board because God forbid somebody were to claim that you know, CNN was doing something fake. It could really damage their reputation. <laughs> a lot of people in Wall Street, write it off as, eh, it's just wrestling. Who gives a fuck? Like, it's it's not a real industry. They don't take it seriously. And Vince loves that. It actually works in his favor. That's that's kind of what's going on here. He gets along. He gets, you know, this whole we're one step above a, a monster truck rally and Wall Street kind of backs off as long as they're they're bringing in money and they're bringing in money. So there hasn't been any major moves on this since then. Um It'll be interesting if other people come out with other allegations that are more damning than a, a consensual relationship. And then they have to try to prove that salary thing, which I don't know how they documented it, how smart they were about it. They could have they could have found a good she could have been the best paralegal of all time. You know, we, we don't know. She could have filed better than anybody. And but, this also uh, was this wasn't a long time ago. This was 2019, 2019, 2020, right? Uh, it was 2019. Yeah. And then uh, and then it was COVID. So that's so. Vince with this face. That's ghoul Vince. <laughs> yes. Well, that's Vince post me. That's too, also too. now we, remember like, we were like, how dare crazy. he fire all these people during the pandemic? He's making rec- record profits. And it's like, well, NDAs cost money, guys. It makes more sense. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's like, I feel like if he does have to fight, like, you know, people are, are saying this is like, you know, the toughest moment of his life since the, the steroid trials. I don't know if he has it in him, man. Like, he he looked like death at WrestleMania. I mean, we saw that stunner. Um, and he is a piece of shit. So if he does go down, um, I won't feel that bad about it. I mean, he's, I mean, like, you know, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, of my, of my uh, thing, he has done some good things, you know, it's not like, yeah. it's not like fucking Duarte in the good. Philippines. Yes. But, no, I, I, I always assumed if anything was going to bring him down, it was going to be like the Saudis, like in Lion King, when Scar gets attacked by the hyenas, <laughs> like they were just going to bring him into a suite somewhere in the uh, four seasons in Riyadh. And we were never going to see Vince again. Yeah, his I, I look. His actions are only responsible for a small graveyard, not a big one. <laughs> um, and I think also, he has an undertaker. Also, in a couple of weeks, he's going to court with Oliver Luck, who was the commissioner of the XFL, who sued Vince um, for breach of contract. So, I mean, he's they got a lot of shit coming up. Yeah. I mean, the he's company's okay, fuck. but like Vince himself has a lot of stuff he's got to deal with. Can I can I end this portion of the show with uh, Pat McAfee actually commented on it, which I don't think any anybody hired by them has done yet. Uh, this is why we love Pat. Pat on the situation said, I don't know shit about fuck. OK, I don't know shit about fuck over there. I go in, do my thing, say hello to everybody. I'm out. I'm in maybe the most awesome situation in the history of WWE for anybody. 
I'm a longtime fan, lifelong fan of the company, but I'm not part of any of the anything. I'm part of no groups. I have no locker room where I go there. I literally just kind of bounce around, do my thing, and I'm out. And then he just says, like, yeah, there's an investigation. It sounds bad, but we'll look into it. And I'm excited to go there tomorrow and hear the chatter. Friend of the show, Pat McAfee. Always good to hear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is, that is a pretty artful fucking statement as far as... I don't know shit about fuck. That is what you gotta say, I think. That should be the new I plead the fifth. That should be allowed. He's like, know. ask me any questions about Vince I can't answer. Have Rick Boogs do Nakamura's theme, I will dance on any desk. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> So yeah, let's move on to a more lighthearted topic. Yes, oh. uh, and by that, a lighthearty topic. There it is. Yeah, a Bud <laughs> Light and hearty topic. Wait, what? Okay, oh, that on. was Bush Light more than anything, Scott. <laughs> who, who are we kidding? Jeff, Jeff Jeff Hardy had substance abuse, and Vince fucked someone he shouldn't. What year is it? <laughs> um, well, Jeff Hardy, uh, after an appearance at Dave and Buster's. Uh, was pulled over. Um, apparently, he was three times or two times the legal limit. Four. Four, four times. He was, yeah, he blew a point two four. It was four times the legal limit. I'm pretty sure they have Uber in Florida. Um, he has been suspended indefinitely by AEW, although they took a little time. It is looking like, I mean, this would have been a good news week for WWE if this other stuff hadn't dropped um, because... You know, they had stuck to their story. Jeff was inebriated and he just he kept denying it. And uh, I guess now Tony has been unable to contact Jeff. You know, I mean, look, you hope you hope the guy gets help. I mean, luckily, wait, is that a, true? He can't contact him now. He is. No, he has not contacted them as, as far as yesterday. I don't know if he has since then. Oh, okay. Again, we're recording this Thursday night. Um, you know, he didn't. It's not like Sonny where he where he hit anybody, you know, but uh, it's obviously a repeating pattern, and the guy needs the guy needs to go. The guy probably needs to go to rehab for a fucking year, and then spend another six months not around wrestling, and then maybe he can come in on, in a small, and then a, and then have someone tell him his music sucks and Willow is a bad character. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, Willow. I He's mean, being I like enabled him. on many fronts, guys. Look, I, I like I love the umbrella, but that's just me. Uh, yeah. So You're part I, of the problem, Dan. Yeah, I know part of the problem. Um, <laughs> Jeff Hardy will not be at, uh, at. I don't know if he was at AAA or CMM. Supposed to be at tri- in AAA. Triple AAA. AAA. Matt Hardy up. will be going. That's even worse. Hasn't they <laughs> suffered enough? Uh, obviously, this was, you know, I mean, look, I mean, they were trying to like, for a while, you know, like the, the story from Tony Khan and Meltzer was, oh, the reason that Jeff Hardy was uh, a little out of it during that pay-per-view match was because of the injuries he sustained with Darby. Who knows if that's the case now? Both things could be true that he was using, and uh, he also got it because that was a pretty pretty hardcore match. But... Yeah, there's a lot of ground we got to cover on this because it is like there, there is negligence, right, on Tony's part in, in the injury sense. I, the alcohol thing is interesting because when he got fired, he asked WWE, he's like, you know, I think he took a drug test for them or something like that. And he demand they show it to him and they wouldn't because he passed it. Apparently that's the idea or whatever the fuck. Um, and so Unfortunately, it was the drug Tony... test that they use on Bobby Lashley. Though, so. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> and so Tony took that as let's hire this guy. Let's get dream matches out of him. And then it was like, you heard Jeff got hurt after he fought Darby. 
Then he fought quickly at the pay-per-view. And then you, you knew for a fact he was hurt at the pay-per-view. And then he was pulled from a match, right, the week after that. And then they announced he was going to be in a ladder match for, obviously, this Wednesday's Dynamite. And you go, wait, he's hurt. We know he's hurt at this point. People have mentioned how he's hurt. He was off last week because he's hurt. Why is he in a ladder match? This is so fucked up by Vince McMahon. And then, wait, I'm sorry, that was Tony Khan. Sorry. Yes. And then, and then um, when Jeff is being pulled over by the cops, one of his excuses when they say, hey, you're, dry, you're swerving, is he goes, hey, I'm getting a brain, a brain scan next week. Which, whether that's a lie, obviously he wasn't swerving because of that. He was swerving because he's drunk. But to bring up the brain scan, if that is true, why are you wrestling in a ladder match? Or was Tony going to come out and say, hey, look, he really wasn't going to wrestle. We were going to work around it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But you knew he was that, hurt. That ladder so match why was, was he going to wrestle? That's one issue. And now it's, okay, he's a drunk. And I, I like how they, you guys didn't like, Mike, you didn't like how they, you think they should have straight up fired him, right? Yes, I do. And, and what I say is, this is essentially a firing because for fans listening, Tony has said that he is uh, suspended without pay until he does rehab and can prove that, right. Right. What's the idea that he is, uh, that he is, what, what's the exact wording? Cause the wording is basically like he needs the, to, prove the exact wording is when they need to bring him back. Cause everyone else is hurt and they say, Oh, now he's sober. <laughs> yeah. The idea is, Oh, he needs to maintain sobriety after rehab. It's not just rehab. Okay. You're back. It's you need to maintain it. Um, so what, what is the difference between that and firing? Because if you maintain sobriety, doesn't he have a right to be rehired by the company? So why can't you just pay him? And then what? when you decide to rehire him, when he's clean, you rehire him. If he doesn't get clean, you fire him. That's what they're saying. They're just being kind to a guy right now who's going through it. No, Robert, they're, Mike, they're, they're not being they're not being. Con First of all, that was like the end of Billy Madison right there with that uh, speech. You <laughs> that is um, the worst. <laughs> no, but nowhere in that right. incoherent Dan, ramp. Back me up. Yeah, what is I wrong? Here, about what no, I said? Here's here's the deal. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong, but I do want to no, like yeah. there's this guy named on Twitter. I do want to. This is a really funny tweet from TNA Lex at a Lex on line two he goes vince johnny ace stephanie mcmahon triple h and kevin dunn all gone jeff jarrett appointed new chairman jeff jarrett buys impact changes names of wwe to tna tna wins <laughs> tna lives forever cross the line <laughs> <laughs> robert tell scott why he's wrong on this yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, Here's Robert, the thing. Please. First of all, you already did in a text thread very eloquently. I did. No, 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 no. It no, no, was very like in a legal way. And it wasn't even like a good legal way. It was like advertisers wouldn't like it because you guys yeah, are like but, soulless and stuff. So continue. Yes, we are soulless. You know who's also soulless? The WWE. <laughs> and and Jeff Hardy was an upper mid card slash main event guy on SmackDown. So for them to have said, dude, you have to go to rehab or we're going to fire you. They don't do that out of the goodness of their heart. If the if the bear is wounded, they will still push the bear out and put him in the ring for people to buy to sell tickets. The dude was selling merchandise. He was still drawing and they were fine with letting him go out there until he was so fucked up and ran through the crowd. They're like, we, we can't deal with this shit anymore. You have to go to rehab or you're gone. And he refused to go and they got rid of him. So it was not a secret that Jeff Hardy was in a bad but, way. But, but and the narrative claims, and the, and the Matt's claims were that he, that he you're was trusting not Matt Hardy. 
No, no, no. But what I'm saying is if you're another employer and that the, and the other employer that you're trying to hire from can't show proof of a test that they claim they gave it him. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. If the other employer is a Mark who wants a complete Hardy Boys <laughs> action figure collection. Of course. Oh, and that's ignore something. everything. And, and, and that's why he was making him. Well, I don't know. But Tony, no, no. But Tony but always likes to take. Matches, yes. Tony let, likes let to take the high road. Tony likes he hasn't to explained any of the legal part yet. Scott, I'll get there in a minute, but let me fucking set the pretext here. Dude, I'm begging you. You're going to piss off the two people on iTunes who don't like you. <laughs> oh, anyway, God, yeah. Losers. Yeah, those, those fucking people. We love yeah, them. They're our favorites. Comments. Anyway. He's yeah, like, he doesn't like Wardlow. I love Wardlow. Wardlow's he's awesome. Clown. Everyone likes Wardlow. Yeah, I said Whatever. he can't wrestle because he can't wrestle. The, Scott, the Scott fact was one of the plaintiffs last night. Yeah, I wish. Anyway, no, he was he was too big to be. I thought he was under the Fuego mask. Um, <laughs> the, the thing is, is that Tony, when he first started AEW and like, we're doing this the right way and yada, 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 they will look past that for, I want to bring in all these people that I want to try to get matches out of. And I'm going to ignore the fact that Jeff Hardy was supposedly not Wait, on the you level. You just said all these people who, so it's just the Jeff Hardy. Are there more situations? Is this like a common trend or is it just Jeff Hardy? Where he brings in people that have had questionable pasts and then oh, yeah, they bring in hoping happen? to get these things out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Look at 90% of the uh, people he's brought in from the WWE. The dude likes collecting anybody who worked in Stanford. He's Dixie Carter. But oh, I thought with you said that money. had problems with their, in their past. Yeah, that's I'm what just, you said. Oh, yeah. that have had problems in their past? Yeah. Yeah, he gives people multiple opportunities and chances. He brings them Ooh. in. I'm focused on Jeff Hardy right now, dude. Okay, as so much only as Jeff I appreciate Hardy. Continue. You. <laughs> no, Jake Atlas is doing great. But Jeff Hardy... Uh, you know, you bring the guy in, you're, it's he's questionable, got, but you're still trying. Atlas. He's not there anymore. Yes, obviously, when the dude got released elsewhere for having personal issues. Doesn't matter. The, no, the he fact left that, the WWE. Jesus, fuck, dude. I, Tony Khan's okay, going to pay you either way. You're going to okay, get continue. your check for the week. No, I just don't. Okay, continue. You get your 200 bucks from Tony. Okay, okay, okay. I hope you don't do this in court, but continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is more fun for people continue. to listen to. It is. Don't worry. It's maddening as fuck, dude. It, it's like, I get you want to do it for the yeah. dynamite bullshit. That's fine. It's your gimmick. But we're actually trying to have a conversation. I'm going to fucking smack you, I'm dude. literally talking, Robert. Robert, yes, what are you? You're okay, literally continue. talking. Okay, continue. All... Yes. Okay, continue. Jesus. No, I will not speak. Continue. This is why Jeff drinks. Okay, continue. No, you you put a guy out there that has these, these issues. It was clear at Double or Nothing that there was something going on with him. I said it on the show. He did not seem in his head. And to say that it was solely based on injuries is pretty bullshit. Even if it was injuries, you shouldn't have put the guy out there in a situation where he could have hurt your other talent. You need to think smartly as a business. 100%. What, what Jeff Hardy's behavior was continuing to demonstrate was this is not a person who is sober. This is a person who should not be on the road. This is a person who needs help. And his actions that occurred after the Dave and Buster's incident rose to the level of a felony. It was his third DUI within a decade. His blood alcohol level was so far and above the legal limit that this was not he had four beers instead of three and got behind the wheel. He could have he could have hurt somebody, could have killed somebody, he put people's lives in, in jeopardy. I was just as critical about the Jimmy Uso thing. When this happened with Jimmy Uso, I was one that said he should be gone from the company it's it, it's it's unnecessary this has been a habitual pattern with jeff hardy and every organization that he's been in he had this problem in tna had this problem in wwe had this problem in AEW. and i understand the the insidious nature of addiction that's separate than you got behind the wheel of a car you put other people's lives in jeopardy this could have been a far more dangerous uh story than it than it wound up being those are grounds for firing you have a contract the person has essentially committed a felony 
you fire him. You don't suspend him without pay. That is, that is actions that you take when you have an employee who has violated your company policy or mandate, but you want to make sure that you keep him under contract. So he's not going to go anywhere else. So he knows that once you serve your punitive time, you can come back for six to 10 weeks is generally, legally speaking, what most people get if it's a suspension without pay. Jeff Hardy is most likely going to serve jail time. He's absolutely going to go to rehabilitation. Tony Khan, there's nothing stopping Tony Khan from paying for Jeff Hardy's rehab if Jeff Hardy is not under contract. WWE offers you know, free rehab treatment for any former employee. They're not currently under contract. They can go to rehab. WWE picks up the tab. It's, it's Vince's Catholic guilt as a, as a formalized program. But to keep Jeff Hardy there runs the risk of, and I said this before, advertisers and the network getting upset about what's happening. They don't want their, their products being advertised in a show that has this person under contract. The network is not, ha- they were immediately pulled Jeff Hardy off of uh, all the advertising. We don't want him anywhere. No, there, no, there AEW no- told the network, told WB to do that. They told no, them to no, not. Warner Media. No, the, no, no, AW- no, he did. They did. They did. I think AEW did. Yeah, AEW told WB, I don't show him true. in your stuff. Warner told them to remove. Doesn't matter. No, a- but, okay, continue. Well, you know, what happened there's no, there's no, re- there's no reason to keep him under contract. There, but, but, uh, other than you're, 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 you can rehire the guy at any point in time. When you suspend him, you're able to bring him back under the same terms that he's currently getting paid, and, and he's going to be continuing to be under this contract. The guy needs to go away from wrestling for a while. He needs but, to get help. He needs to get clean. It shouldn't be a he goes to rehab. He's, he's clean for a few months. It, but it doesn't that not if you have a suspended contract and you know I can go back and go work and go earn a living doing this. You yeah, should be allowed to do that when he eventually gets clean, which is all Tony saying. Which means they could allowed to rehire him if that's what they so decide to do. But you don't just suspend. And if he the goes to jail, they're this. gonna. I mean, they have to fire him because he's gonna go to jail. So it's but, like, but it doesn't it's, it's seem like a nice thing to do. It, no, it's, all no the same. it's not a nice thing. It's, it seems it's harder your to bet. say you're fired when it's it's all the same. It's Scott, just it's hedging, at this it, point. No, it's hedging your bet in the hopes that. If he somehow is able to beat this, they can get him back on TV sooner than later when it's clear this guy is not in a position where they need to be putting him in a ring. I don't know. It's the maintained sobriety thing. It, it, it makes it I, I, anybody, such a, it's like a, a very small amount of people to, like saying what Tony did was wrong. He's suspending him without pay. And until he goes to rehab and then after rehab, maintain sobriety, he can come back. I mean, why? Why fire him when that is? firing him it's the same shit it's not it's weird the same that's shit. the thing it's not okay the what is the difference what it, sends, it sends a much more direct message you are fucking gone from this company not hey when you get better things will be here for you he does not need to hear no, that as a right company now. there needs to be zero tolerance policies of certain actions one of yeah, those actions especially needs felonies. To be- Felony drive, you know, it needs to be if it's driving under the influence or uh, uh, of drugs or alcohol, that needs to be a zero tolerance policy across the board for your company. That that's that's where the bright line is. The problem is, is that now if somebody gets fired from AEW for some reason and it's a disparate impact and you're high, you're firing somebody for something way less than what you did for Jeff Hardy, you're opening yourself up to all sort of uh, like- all, all sorts of uh, potential uh, legal action and unwanted attention there like, is also, no benefit also, guys, to, to keeping jeff hardy around we know that he's gonna dance on his way to the jail cell <laughs> oh he's a hundred percent gonna as soon as the judge comes mouth. in he's gonna do the clap he's gonna do that yeah, stupid man. clapping thing he's just trying to move his hands while they're shackled Dude, i mean he'll be over in prison for sure 
But look, oh, so yeah. like even Jimmy Havoc, remember Jimmy Havoc had this situation where it turns out he was he was like he beat the hell out of a woman, something terrible, right? And so they and he was he was in he was a drug addict or something. So they instead of firing him, they put him into rehab uh, under this same idea. And then when he was released from rehab, they fired him. Oh, that's a better that's a better option. Dangle hope in front of them. Wait until they finally got <laughs> no, everything no, under control no, it's, it's, and then it's what, pull it away. No, it's whatever the thing was, is he could not maintain. It's the wording of maintain is, is so key here and it's important. And it's I think it makes all leap, the but, difference. But Scott, that's an arbitrary standard. You can the fact of the matter is, is that I'm sure under their contract, the way that they can fire you, they can probably fire you for any reason. You're and sure. so it, it doesn't matter. There's no advantage to keeping him under contract especially because it sends the wrong message to the rest of your organization that there are it should be a zero tolerance policy it should not be a depending on who you are because if this same shit happened and this guy was not jeff hardy if it was uh you know take a shit take a shit would have been fired no but robert i'm telling you it happened to jimmy havoc <laughs> like and they made him go to rehab and, and they kept him until he, he got out and they were like oh this isn't going to work out you have to go so they do do it to nobodies. So they probably should have learned from the Jimmy Havoc situation is what you're saying. If these things happen, terminate the person. No, 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 no. Because I, I, every keep case going is back different. to Jimmy. Ha yes, every case is different. In this I case. Did, I brought up Jimmy Havoc a minute ago. <laughs> right. In this case, this is a dude who committed a felony and could have put a lot of people's lives at risk. All There's I'm saying no is reason it's the same thing as firing. The only difference is like, is like the sword goes in a little deeper and who gives a shit at that point other than like you were they acted faster against max caster for a rap on tv than they did for jeff hardy that is true no, my there's, question there's a huge difference everybody. of what they did they, they had to assess the situation. You're right. What Max Caster did was so much worse. And that's why they had to suspend to get rid of him right absurd. away. And Brian Kendrick, when they canned him, he, he wasn't even under contract. He was just making an appearance. So. All right. Well, great, guys, my Brian question Kendrick. is, is, is oh, no, if Tony Khan bears some responsibility for this, does yes. David Busters? <laughs> no, here's the I worst mean, part like, about like, the David when Busters you're, When Jeff Hardy comes to your establishment, you can't have blinking lights going on. You know what I mean? Like Dance Dance Revolution is just going to, I mean, well, that's going to send that guy to, into a tailspin. Because when we all heard, oh, it was after he went to a Dave and Buster's, we're like, oh, okay, he got pulled over in the middle of the night. Did you watch the video? It's what, what time did he get arrested? Like nine something in the morning, eight like something 12, in the morning? 45 in the afternoon. There's or something a like yeah, there's like a bunch of cars driving around. He is out and out and about. He did not just leave Dave and Buster's. Because I saw someone said that Matt Hardy should be responsible, you know, like you well, were out with crazy. him, but it's you weren't out with him. They, it was the whole night before. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I think that this was a bad idea from the start. I don't – you look, I do think that Jeff Hardy is much more responsible here. He's the guy who's making these bad decisions. I, I, I have all the sympathy in the world for people who are going through um, recovery issues and all of that. Doesn't seem like he's going through recovery. <laughs> no, but it's also – it's like – he was let i mean this dude like the sting man like this guy has been a fucking problem for years and years he only wrestles this one style where he gets hurt and then fucking takes more pain pills which is like the matches that tony was putting in man were unhealthy and and a bad decision and bad right. booking 
Agreed. And even even though that is Jeff's decision to agree to that, I think that there was enabling going on here. And I think putting him with Darby, putting him, you know, in a ladder match, all, all this shit, it's like, this is not what this guy needs. Um, and um, and honestly, like, the drunk driving stuff, I, I do take that seriously. I think it's really fucking gross. And um, I think that that is grounds for being fired and uh it's not it's not a moxley situation it's not a oh you embarrassed yourself in front of a few people get better buddy situation it is you have endangered people's lives multiple times get the you know, the, the one thing i will say as somebody who's you know on this podcast who's probably struggled the most with his sobriety um you know, like you hope that Jeff gets better. You hope he goes to rehab. You know, you do hear stories about people who've, you know, I mean, hey, look at Jake the Snake Roberts or or people who've been in and out for like 20 years that finally get, you know, sober. So, I mean, you know, like I don't want to just- Yeah, Scott Hall's sober now, guys. No, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dan, Dan, you, do you think he should be fired or do you think the, the punishment is essentially a firing in a kind way? Um. Well, I think the punishment is, is, is I, those are two, those two both can be true, right? Like, I do think that the punishment is, is uh, a firing in a, in a nicer way. And I do think he should be fired. I mean, like, I, I think we're splitting hairs, you know, like as far as like, as far as the amount of rehab Jeff should be doing, Jeff should be there. There, there's a there is a primer for this and there's a, a there was a there's a phenomenal ESPN 30 for 30 on this but Chris Heron who was a Boston Celtics uh, was a heroin addict and um, kept getting in trouble with the law back and forth and then finally he went to a rehab that was like something like nine months like it was a long fucking rehab and he's been you know sober since then and he's he's been an amazing example to to younger kids and you know his story i mean i bawled hysterically when i watched it i mean he is he is a wonderful i saw it in rehab but he has a wonderful wonderful story um and you know you hope that something especially a guy who's you know really touched you know i'm not the hugest jeff hardy fan but like he's got a he's touched a lot of people you know and you hope he gets better but i, I think you have to fire him until that happens um i, I don't think you know scott it's kind of like um the best thing for sunny right now is to go to jail you know yes. what i mean yeah like so maybe the best thing for jeff is to do a couple months in jail and then a rehab of, you know, of, like, oh of course and i agree yeah. with that but I, what, what i've been saying is what what the, the way AEW is doing this just it it seems like it's the same thing as a firing other than firing it sounds harsher and so y- you guys get harder that's the only thing I can think because it's all the same to me. I can't wait to see the paintings he does in rehab. Those are going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> can he sell the? It's not like John Wayne Gacy. He can sell the paintings from rehab, right? But yeah. now, oh, yeah. now, but again, this is this is a thing that Jeff has to come to decide, and no one can decide for him. But it's like, yeah, he should never wrestle again, and he needs to realize that for sure. Yeah, he should do like a podcast about like you know. I, I don't know. that's what sucks. It's. I don't think he should talk about it. I don't think he should even you go, Oh, have him backstage. It's like, he's a guy who should not be on the road. He likes being in the woods, find a way to stay in the woods and maintain sobriety. I know that's probably really fucking hard too. I I feel terrible for the guy, but yeah, you got to step away. 
period. And, and again, yeah, Dan, I was never podcast from the woods. I was never really a crazy <laughs> Jeff Hardy fan, you know. Uh, and when AEW hired him, I didn't. I don't want to see. I didn't want to see Jeff Hardy matches on television. I don't want to see Matt Hardy matches on television. Yeah. Um, but I do want to see him be okay. And if he was hired and they fire him in a in a sweet way, I don't see the issue. That's all. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> All right. Well, our third story this week is um, this broke kind of later in in the night. I think you guys were asleep. Um, Sasha Banks is well, first, uh, the first story was that Sasha Banks has been released by WWE. And then the next story we heard is that Sasha Banks lawyers are negotiating her release, which sounds a lot like like which sounds to me like. Sasha saw this news. Her lawyers saw this news and were like, hey, let's drop this now because we got a good shot of getting out now, especially with all this shit that's going on. Um, it seemed a little strategic. Um, it, you know, either way, look, like taking out the where she's going thing. I mean, she's obviously, you know, she, she's Shawn Michaels, man. She's difficult, but she's I mean, she's one of the best uh, women wrestlers that they that in the world, in the in the world and you know, she'll be a valuable asset um, if she doesn't flame out to to stardom or AEW or wherever she ends up landing or whether it's just acting. Who the fuck knows? I mean, she's she's made some money. She may not go back. Uh, I think I, I, I do think she'll eventually go back just because, you know, as much as we bitch about WWE booking, they have done a pretty good job with her. If you look at her entire career, I think they've done a pretty good job with her. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not perfect. Nothing's ever perfect. It can't be a perfect thing if it's a weekly show, but, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a loss, man. I mean, for them, I, uh, you know, she was one of the, she was a star, you know, a superstar. I, I don't, I don't know about that, you know, but she was a star. So, uh, you know, I, I will be missing, I mean, as a, as a Sasha Banks fan and as a wrestling fan, I will be missing, you know, that like you know Sasha Banks match on a SmackDown, which was always pretty good. Um, I don't. I mean, w- w- what do you guys think? Do you think it was her that that her team that leaked this? Do you think it was the company that leaked her wanting to leave, or, or uh, well, that leaked, leaked the fact that the, her lawyers are trying to get her out of the company? Oh, I mean, it is pretty perfect, and. Or, or, you know, the release, again, if she's asking for her release, the idea of WWE releasing her isn't them getting rid of her. It's them realizing, yeah, let's let her go when she's asking for it, because there's a lot of women around saying that, you know, we hired a guy who creeped them out. You know, the Lauren Ida shit. Yeah, it all connects and it definitely doesn't help their case. And it feels connected enough. It also happened so late last night. Yeah. Yeah, it feels it feels like her team was like, all right, let's try to use this to our advantage but it happened after dynamite right like a half hour yes, after dynamite yes, an hour after, after dynamite. dynamite yeah it happened after dynamite that fucking i've done a show uh raj over at wrestle link man he gets all the fucking stories dude shout out to raj wrestle link friend of the show um robert mike anything to add to the sasha situation it's weird um it's just it's just weird when i'm saying it's just weird in the sense that i don't know what she stands to gain by getting released i'm sure she has a very healthy contract with the company her merchandise sells well she's she's getting you know i I look at her salary she should be paid more for sure but yeah i'm not saying she should be getting mjf money but at least you know she's she's earning well she was still you know in it they made a prominent enough role for her 
it was a weird thing for her to pick this to go walk out in the middle of the show, which goes to, you know, Jim Ross's whole thing of you need to be a reliable talent. Now you're now you're a, a volatile talent they can't necessarily trust. Wait, 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 rephrase that. You need to be <laughs> no, she, a reliable. She, she's, talent. A reli- so, she's a reliable talent. Uh, I hear if you can. play Jim Ross's commentary backwards, you find out Paul McCartney's dead. What you don't want to do is be a, a comedy wrestling podcast that just focuses on serious issues <laughs> and legal matters. All right, so maybe we should move on. We're also Randy Orton's back is injured. He'll be out for yeah. a year. Uh, <laughs> Mike, can you write a We Didn't Start the Fire song uh, about everything that's happened this summer in wrestling? <laughs> you know what? I appreciate that you 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 knew that you trusted me to do that. Oh, of course. Yeah, man. I want a tear to come to my eye, you know? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on uh, for our figure four counts. Dynamite or dud. Our first hour was Jericho versus Ortiz in a hair versus hair match with Sammy Guevara joining the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, 20 planners versus Wardlow followed by Lambert Mania. Uh, Dax versus Will Ospreay with a, a stare down between Orange Cassidy and Ospreay. Uh, a face-to-face with Tanahashi and Moxley, which were bizarrely interrupted by the Jericho <laughs> Society, Lance God Archer, and Des- I know, and Tanahashi Rado. had such a great promo ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we allowed to even do it? <laughs> it was. I feel like there was another way to do that. But Mike, what did you think of this first hour? Um, well, I just looked. I guess this is also, you yeah. know news uh 760,000 was the so very I low rated I saw episode that, yeah. uh Jesus last night Christ. but I thought people love new japan anyway Wait, isn't it the, it's it's the it's the NHL finals right it, uh, yeah yes yeah, yeah, people were, were flocking yeah, to the nah, Stanley nah, nah, fire it was my who did it <laughs> uh, yeah i mean the nhl i guess the games have been phenomenal during the playoffs so the nhl has done better than it usually has but it's it's not a big needle mover man you know it's not that big yeah, and this was oh. tanahashi people were excited to see <laughs> To hear what he had to say, will, he was going to tell will, you his thoughts on CM Punk, but not now. Look, look, he's the he's the one ace this week that's coming out looking all right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but my yeah, John Laurinaitis is just listening to his theme song now. Go ace, <laughs> go ace. Maybe that's what he played when he was having sex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, go ace! Oh, go! Oh, go! I, I wrestled in oh, Japan. No. <laughs> <laughs> i'm cheating on mama bella with you um so yeah i i, I liked i i liked this i i thought this show was much better than last week you know you started out with with an angle like a fun kind of match the it would have helped if Guevara still had a connection with fuego del sol you know and he hasn't in like a year well, um fuego del sol did address it on twitter so okay but that was yeah that was a fun reveal um i mean I don't know what you need Danny Garcia for now. <laughs> no, I was thinking that. I'm like, oh boy, he's getting the short end of this. <laughs> he's getting the short end of the bat. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, the plaintiffs thing. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I mean, it does, you know, I felt it, I felt it with Paige, and I feel it with anyone, man. When Lambert comes out to talk to you, you will not have as much heat as you did before. <laughs> 
<laughs> that guy that guy well, feels like he's death like if you are programmed with lambert it means that you're on a downside like, I mean, can i, can I from- step in like first off I, I think you're being way too way too kind about the uh the wardlow match I, I like the hair versus hair match um but i mean they did not explain the rules People oh, no. were, pins when the guys are like on their stomachs. That yeah, people make were eliminated. All of a sudden, yeah. I'm like, it's not everyone room. was on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I thought it was a fun segment, and I was, really yeah. enjoyed it as a segment. They, they, they should exactly. have just done it with ten guys. They, Twenty was way too much. Um, and as far as the segment after, yeah, I mean, if I want to see twenty wrestlers take on one person, I'll go to Castle Cornet. Am I right? <laughs> but no, I mean, like, look, I, I, if, if by the end of that segment, I was like. Why did they just have Wardlow cut a promo, which is is not as smart because they finally figured out his theme music shit. But why are they uh, why are they making Wardlow cut a promo? This is not his strongest suit. The UFC fighters, I mean, Tyron Woodley looked tiny, and the other guy uh, I was, was hit by a train. Matt yeah, Hughes the, was like yeah. survived getting. Oh, he by, got hit by a train. Why are they using? I mean, look, it's yeah, nice yeah. they're using it, but that segment yeah, he's was physically. Like, so I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to rake fun of him because it's like the guy oh, like, yeah. no i heard he's a major piece of shit oh this is what i've heard I, yeah, exactly that well, scott's is, gonna defend the train no i've heard if you if you hear he wrote a book apparently and he like tells, was it was it a train he says what he's done <laughs> and apparently if you read his book you 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 do not care he was hit by a train truly oh, that's how that that's how fucked up he was and it's him admitting how fucked up he was so yeah, that, was that whole thing i mean Bringing out those guys, it's yeah, it's like you know what, you know what, the last thing you need, uh, Mr. Khan, other people, <laughs> because we had we had four segments in a row that ended with large brawls, and they started like after the third one, it it it, be, it felt like parody to me, almost, <laughs> where it was like it was like every fucking like it felt like Tony was just pressing a button at that point. Um, one of the, it also reminded me one of the worst matches in WrestleMania history, and me and Mike watched this together was Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon, uh, WrestleMania 26. And the way that match was booked was the Hardy family. I mean, the Hart family came out with Bret, no, came out with Vince, were heels, and then turned face all in the same match, which no one gave a shit. And this was exactly the same thing. It was such an overbooked match. Brett is pissed that you said one of the worst. Like, if you said the worst, he's like, you know, it's a, it's a good thing. If I'm gonna be at the bottom, I want to be all the way at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can he can take that to Pat McAfee because Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee is probably the worst WrestleMania match of all time. Oh come on, yeah, man, it is. No, it, it is. I mean, it, it it if you just count that match, I mean, I thought you know Pat Pat's a really good wrestler, and I thought he was awesome with the Austin match. But yeah, but the Brett thing went like 26 minutes. Like it true. it was interminable. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. But oh yeah, so Osprey and that like this should have been Osprey's debut. I don't know why. A you put him on Rampage, that makes anyone feel less special. Um, and have him lose. He was not pinned, but he still lost. He was 0-1 coming into this match with Dax, which is just dumb booking to me because these well, no, these... no, but that's not how the uh that's not no, it's singles, like he's not 0-1, he's 0-1 in trios. But he's, he's one, one in the company overall. Well, overall yeah, record. They also well, yeah, do the overall trio. record. Well, yeah, but but it doesn't affect your singles run at all. Like you could be the champion if you could lose I all your trios think, matches. I don't think he should lose. That, you could also be the number one contender and not be in the battle royal for the shot at the title. No, of course. That's yeah, beside the point. Of course. Yeah. 
I, I all I'm saying is Scott, you're making me fucking protect Osprey here. <laughs> um, well, no, the yeah, truth is, is this Aussie Open is not con- uh, contracted with New Japan or AEW, so they got to take the pin. Okay. Yeah, I know it's a no. It's like that. Wait, is wait, wait. Thing. Real life issues are affecting the quality <laughs> of the stories. Unfortunately, you don't say. Um, and then you had, uh, yeah, this 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 page segment. I mean, uh, it was it was it was not very good. Um, oh, that oh, was sorry, the second. No, that was hour two. We're on the first. Moxley. Moxley. They're starting to blur together. Me, yeah. Moxley. I mean, he cut a decent promo, but it is. I thought like, he cut a good promo. But... He is a New Japan guy, also. So this is not a dream match. This is not special. This is, you know, he was well, literally it... like, "I, I fought everyone but you." <laughs> it just didn't. It just didn't feel like. None of this feels. Hey, spend fifty dollars on this. This this is a twenty dollar pay per view at best, and then Jericho coming out. Uh, after already like having him out before another match, and then all these dudes just come out and fucking Suzuki is one in four in AEW, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> so it's like it just none of this feels special. None of this feels like, oh wow. I mean, like I I watched this first hour and I was like, yeah, just hire Osprey <laughs> and cut bait with all this other shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, Osprey's awesome. He Osprey, had a fantastic you... match. And Dax, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, like, what are the rest, best wrestlers uh, of the year? I mean, absolutely. This guy, He's the incredible. tag matches are great, and these singles matches are fucking awesome. He's For awesome, sure. man. He really is. He's the new Brett, you know. I, like I have a question. Are you happy with the Osprey cast? I'm really happy with the Osprey Cassidy match. I'm not happy with the Jericho match. I understand they have these kinds of, you know. I, I wanted matches. to see Osprey Jungle Boy. You did. Okay. I, I I'm, did. I'm happy with Osprey Cassidy because I know they're going to shock the hell out of everybody. I'm sure they'll have. I mean, Will Osprey is one of the best wrestlers yeah, in the world. Yeah, I really think uh, You know, I'm be sure. Be, Scott, before we get into your uh, opinion, I will say. I thought John Moxley's promo was great. I think John Moxley is one of these guys who makes sense of sometimes Tony's erratic booking. He's done this a bunch. Um, but then Tanahashi came out, which is fine. He, you know, he has a lot of charisma. But this, why they tagged the fucking Jericho, Desperado, like that should have just been a backstage segment or something. Yeah. Have another way to get out of the tanahashi moxley thing even if it's like moxley going for a punch and tanahashi punching him and and then moxley gets a little scared do a little make yeah. moxley a little heelish for this i man. agree because you're saving your main event into a lower card uh yeah it doesn't feud. make any sense like and and then i mean the only thing that we got was ty conti is now in jericho appreciation society which we found out last week and lance archer didn't doesn't feel like he's part of AEW's roster anymore he feels like he's back to a new japan guy um Scott, That's just Archer. Doing? Archer, Archer uh, goes away. He's on dark. He gets up in the rankings. Then he's on TV. Then he loses again. Rinse, repeat. Try to have Lambert get him over. It doesn't work. Scott, what do you think is for sour? I mean, I basically gave my opinion of it along with all of you mm-hmm. while we talked about it, right? Um, yeah, I didn't like the Jericho thing. I think you know the match will be fine. I'm very okay with it as something that happens at some point in the show. Uh, I have a question about the Tanahashi thing. This is my pitch. 
I, I do think it's a cool enough match. And I know we were supposed to get Punk and Tanahashi, which is better visually, not as a match, but the idea of it. Definitely not feel, as a match. You know, feel, it feels cooler, obviously. Um, what if, and do you think it's possible that part of this is MJF is going to screw Moxley out of the title? Hear me out. Because in that MJF promo, he said he wanted to get fired. And didn't he say something where he was like, I'm going to do every, I'm going to continue to do whatever. Like I'm going to fuck this place up or whatever. That's he awesome. Said basically he was going to mess it up. And so the idea is, and he no, called totally awesome Mark, booking, right? And so no one's awesome mentioned booking. this yet. And so MJF fucks Moxley. And now it's like, Hey, Tony, you fucking Mark. You thought this was a good idea. Now your title's gone. You absolute loser. You fanboy. You do not have a title. It's in Japan. Now you dumb fuck. I fucked your company. Now let me go. Yada, 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 yada. And now uh, he, he, he wasn't on, he wasn't on dynamite and they lost a quarter of their audience. He well, already fucked Tony. Well, I no, no, And I understand that. But what I'm saying is do you, and, and obviously they're not mentioning him, you know, for these reasons. And this is a great time to, it's not a great, it's never a great time to leave him off, but in terms of, he's not supposed to be on the new Japan show. I get that. But do you think it's a possibility that this happens? Cause I think that would be the coolest shit ever. I, yeah. I think that's awesome. And I think that if it, you know, if it, if it leads to somehow the AEW title, like CM Punk gets it in Japan or something or on a dynamite, and then it ends with MJF contract being worked out and being the champ at the end of all out. And then you, you, you build by that point, MJF's the biggest heel in the business. If he isn't already. Um, I think, I think, I think it's beneath him. I think he doesn't, him? he doesn't need the title. You keep him away from it. No, it's, no, it's not the title. It's it's ruining the company because the one thing that hasn't been addressed in this and yeah, the this pay per view is, is already Mark. ruining the. Well, company. well, I know, I know, but the idea is, wouldn't it be so great that your title is on the line and no one is mentioning that if the other person wins, your title ends up in another country and it's going to be much harder to defend it, much harder to represent it, yada 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 yada. So if MJF is that guy, the guy who did call Tony a fucking Mark. I just think it would be real. I think it's like perfect where I hope to God that's what they're doing. Uh, then there's that part of me that's like, ah, New Japan hates anything that's fun. That is true. Speaking of hating fun, I'll talk about hour one of Dynamite. <laughs> Actually, I, 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 I enjoyed this hour of Dynamite. I liked the Jericho Ortiz match for what it was. It, the crowd was super into it. They did enough false finishes there was that one where eddie kingston backhanded jericho and the crowd was sure that was the finish and when it wasn't they went ape shit that's good booking uh you know sammy coming out as fuego works and if that was the only time we saw them for the night that would have been awesome uh wardlow versus 20 guys was fucking goofy uh and then they put a hat on a hat by him talking to uh hughes and and woodley and being like well you guys are from st louis and we're midwest guys so you know, fuck Dan Lambert. It was just kind of <laughs> weird. Like it was, it, it was, was so very weird. WWE weird in how awkward that was booked. Yeah. Uh, I, Cleveland and St. Louis, they're known to be blood brothers. Yeah, of course they I are. Mean, look, like AEW has never been good with celebrities at all. Yeah. Also, Lambert, like, they're always like, what do you want to do? <laughs> Lambert, someone remember one of the first things they ever did was a, um, it was like the, the pre-show before a pay-per-view. Every time Lambert's on the show now, it feels like the pre-show before the something about yeah. him in the crowd makes me feel like the real show hasn't started yet. It's very weird, he's even though, fun, though he could be like when he's in the ring, he's fun. Something about when he starts out of the ring, I just go, oh, I'm watching a pre-show. I do not know why. Sorry. 
I like this Will Osprey, 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 whoever this kid is, is, is quite good. Uh, I don't know why Scott's never mentioned him on the show before, but I would have watched more of his stuff. Uh, no, Osprey's fucking I mean, awesome. look, can we just stop for a second? It is pretty, I mean, you know Osprey's good if both, like, Mike and Robert, who've been against this entire New Japan thing, were both like, wow, this guy was great after I, his match. I was in favor of Heyman wanting to sign him years ago. Like, the dude is really good and and he's a very complete wrestler in that he's obviously very very strong in the ring but he conveys a character and he conveys that character while he's wrestling in his promos the way he carries himself like an actual star like that dude comes out and you're like all right who is this guy we want to learn more about him that's that's all you need like that is fantastic the match with Dax was good I don't love the Orange Cassidy thing just because when Orange does his shtick, I don't want to see Will Ospreay selling for the the, the, the fake kicks and all that. Like, I would have liked to have seen Ospreay with uh, a Jungle Boy or a Darby or, or I, obviously, you can't do Sammy since Sammy's a heel now. But somebody different where you would have gotten a really strong competitive match versus something that will be entertaining, but it's going to lean a little bit more on sports entertainment than is the necessary. The only thing that kills Ospreay, I love the fucking coat. But that United Empire music is fucking death. The music's death, and, and United yeah. Empire's death. Like well, when you I saw, mean, like, uh, Jeff Cobb's great, but like he is, but Great Ocon and it just sounds like a fucking like a uh, the Wish version of the Roman Reigns theme. It's so bad. That was bad, and the fact that they're like he's the new IWGP US Champion, and he's wearing his Rev Pro title. <laughs> Jesus fuck! Like, oh, how wait, many- can I annoyingly explain that? I'm sorry, but this is also a big fail on New Japan. So, so. Juice Robinson was the U.S. champion last week, and he has like appendicitis or something. They had to take the title from him, and they had Sonata versus Osprey for the title uh, okay. on Sunday. Which, at which we will be talking about in New Japan Corner. No, we are not. We're doing a New Japan Corner. Well, no, the way I think we should. This is New Japan Corner. This, Japan corner. this counts. Wait, yeah, this we're, is not gonna Domin- we're not going to talk about Dominion. We're not going to talk about Dominion. Can be your high thought- spot. But yeah, All that'll right. be my high spot. I mean, Why that'll not? be such a good show that people should have to pay for it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, anyway, Osprey won the, the title off of Sonata, right? Well, not off of Sonata. He won the vacant title. And then was he the interim champion? But no, no. Well, that's weird. He's not. They just stripped it from him. But and then Osprey is backstage and he doesn't have the title. He's not holding the title after the match. And he basically said, you know, this company is fucking stupid. They didn't get the title from Juice yet. They stripped it from they didn't get it from him. And they still don't have it, I guess. And then he was basically like, I'm going to go to Miami and knock on your friend's doors and say, point me to Juice Robinson because I'm going to get my title. But yeah, very, uh, Jesus. dude, that um, looks so confused. That, that was, that was confused. You know, I that thought, was okay, confusing yeah, as someone hell. watching it, that is confusing. And I also thought that the way they set this up, like this was the first time ever where I was like, oh, a New Japan multi-man tag match makes sense because you have all these guys in the ring. And then they announced Osprey and Orange Cassidy one-on-one. I was like, well, I'm going to go fuck myself. I thought this was making sense. I think it'll be really good, though. I do. I will praise them. The Moxie Tanahashi video package, which was a lot better than the in-ring stuff, was great. It used footage. It told you who these guys were. Uh, Jim Ross needs to pick who he thinks Tanahashi is because this week he's the young Bret Hart. Last week he was the young Sting. Like, pick one and go with it. He's a sharp here. They both, they, well, one uses a scorpion deathlock, which is far different. <laughs> Brett can explain it to you in under six hours what the difference is. Uh, and then five hours and 59 minutes. Well, you know, because <laughs> when you step over with the lit, eh, whatever. Do you um, think he thinks, do you think he thinks that scorpion deathlock is shit? 
I think he thinks oh, it's yeah. a different move. I 100% think like, he finds nuances because nobody can do his move like that. I'm sure he thinks Sting is shit. Speaking of shit, this Jericho thing coming out was so fucking weird just because he's promoting a six-man tag against Eddie Kingston when 45 minutes earlier, he's promoting blood and guts against Eddie Kingston. Like, what's the blow off of this feud and which feud are we supposed to care about? It was very confusing. And then he's explaining who the people are. It's like, it's going to be Wheeler Yuta and then some guy that most of the audience never heard of. And then he's like, oh, and by the way, that guy, I beat him. Well, then why do I care about a meaningless six-man tag when we're supposed to be hyped for blood and guts? Because Ortiz screaming blood and guts while shaving his head to the point where he was bleeding was a great fucking visual. Dude, dude that, that made you excited. Was so, like, so well booked that they should they should have made it a bigger deal. That's the thing. Is what the, the guy the guy that I got as the barber was great because he looked like tentative as fuck. You just have that be a big moment in the middle of the ring of him. And then, and then Santana grabs it and does it himself. But they kind of had it off the middle of the ring. It just, I, I, it I wasn't blocked. It wasn't blocked well. It, yeah, wasn't it was a filming well. thing. It but that should have been yeah. like, that yeah. should have been it. Instead, we got six weeks of TV in an hour. Like Dan even said, like, oh, a week ago, we knew Ty Connie was in the group. No, Dan, that was earlier in the same show. Mm-hmm. Like, time is a flat circle in AEW. And it felt special to me because Ortiz is one of the only action figures that comes with two different hairstyles. <laughs> flat his, circle his, is also how you describe jen jim ross's ass his series his, uh, his series four figure he's got like the big fro and then he's got the braids and i was like man his his hair is really special <laughs> i also thought the only reason they did that moxley tanahashi thing with jericho folks coming out was they were going to do like a tag like moxley and tanahashi together against 2.0 or something just so the audience can see them because for next jim week ross, or something That's like that would have made sense but yeah. they didn't but but then jim ross kind of buried it where it's like here's tanahashi one of the best wrestlers and if you miss seeing him you really missed out like well he we're gonna see him but apparently we're getting the dilapidated broken down version robert having four people get in the ring and then making it a tag match is that other company you used to work for that's fair uh hour two miro versus ethan page uh to qualify for the four-way atlantic championship match as long as it doesn't interrupt any of their other contracts that they have forbidden door a dante martin (laughs) very forbidden door i thought the dante martin look it wasn't promo wasn't special but it was better than he usually is he's getting better you know here's the thing if if, if the mexican wrestlers can't be on the show shouldn't it be called the forbidden wall (laughs) jesus christ can i can i explain the the forbidden door is strictly new japan remember they like like Tony Khan said something about the forbidden door and it was Keith Lee. So we had to get Jay white. Yeah, that was a mess. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, why, but that triple a thing, we should mention it. That's that sucks. Triple a and CMM CMLL, you know, they don't do, they don't work together. CMML CMLL does work with new Japan and therefore triple a won't let any of their guys be on the new Japan show. So Phoenix Penta, who else Mike Phoenix and Penta uh, Andrade Andrade cannot be on the show. Yeah. Uh, forbidden door was first used in impact wrestling there's a difference between a door being forbidden and no one wanting to open it i thought it was Tanah- tanahashi's the first person who well, used it. impact is the boarded up door <laughs> uh, all right so keep going here uh, uh Britt baker versus tony storm hangman page promo with adam cole and jay white and uh, our main event which is definitely in contention for ladder match of the year uh jurassic express versus the young buck ladder match for the titles Young Bucks go over their first two-time AEW Tag Team Champions. But more importantly, Christian finally turns 
on Jungle Boy. He gives him an unprettier in the middle of the ring. He gives him a concerto. The show goes off the air, and then he, which this was kind of awesome. I know we're a little hard on Christian, but this was awesome. He went up to uh, Jungle Boy's mom and his sister and said, you raised a piece of shit and walked away. Um, what did you think of this second hour, Mr. Chaplin? I really liked it. I thought it was fun. You know, the the hangman, Jay White, Adam Cole thing. It's just you go, please tell me what the match is going to be. Um, and because you haven't yet, it better be awesome. And it, I don't want it to be a triple threat match. That That's all I do know. So I don't know where they're going with it. But when Jay White says, I'm not fighting either of you, does that mean you're fighting both of them? which I would hate, or does that mean they actually have a surprise? And who would be, a, the only surprise would be Omega. Omega, Jay White, because the idea is like Adam Cole and Jay White, there's a storyline there that you could go, oh, we could quickly explain it. And Hangman and Jay White, there's a storyline there, oh, we can quickly explain it. But the real storyline is Omega and Jay White. And Omega and actually all, you know, all four of these guys, but Omega is like the top, top of the story. And so if somehow he's healed and they've been lying to us, holy shit. Uh, I don't think that's what it is. And so I just, I go, can you just tell me the match so I can like, just know what we're in for? Because I don't think you're going to surprise us. I don't. No, they're not. They, they already, they mentioned it because, yeah. Um, Scott Mike, wants the whole card so he could uh, decide whether or not he's going to stream it illegally. No, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to decide if I'm going to steal it from my phone or steal it from my laptop. <laughs> Mike, uh, well, what did you think of this second hour? Oh yes, we, um, yeah, man. Uh, I I think that there was less of a dip than there normally is. You had a, a strong main event that you you built to. Um, I thought that uh, the the Storm Baker match felt you know important. Um, and I mean, it it is so funny that they're doing a crossover with a company that doesn't have women, so they just had to put one of their women's matches on. But, you know, they got that bunny chick, the hot bunny chick that used to come out with Bold Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then um, they already have yeah, a bunny, the, Dan. This it's so it's so amazing to me. Like the 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 smoke of Jay White blowed up our asses of like how great of a promo this guy supposedly is. He's he's good. He's not good. great. You haven't seen a great Jay White promo then. Because that wasn't a great Jay White. Yeah, because I watched Dynamite. Um, but also, I did see, I did see his promo at Dominion, you know, and uh, you know what was amazing? He was cut great. a better promo out of breath after a long match than he did just walking out there in regular clothes. <laughs> that is Adrenaline. True. Yeah, but it was, no, I mean, I think he's good, but like someone was like, this is like MJF level. No. It, no, no, it no, wasn't no, no, MJF no, 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 level, no, no. but he's very good. He's not even close. Um, I think no, in, in ring, I think he tells maybe the best heel story in ring. Oh, I think in ring, I, I, I'll talk hey, about my does. high spot. In ring, I think he's the best wrestler in the world right now. I think that this whole thing, I mean, one, they just said like, Okada's not going to be there. So yeah, wait, wait to sell your fucking show, guys. Yeah, uh, kill me, man. Make that a tweet, how about? Don't say it in the middle of setting up a thing. Yeah, Break this my heart, just man, my stomach sank. I said, "What? Dad's in the hospital?" That's what that felt like. But none of this. I mean, look, you have one more <laughs> week, right? I mean, I guess it, who knows? Maybe there's an advancement on Rampage. It was already taped. I, I didn't read it, but um, but Jay White is like, "No, your shit. I don't want to wrestle with you. Your shit. I don't want to wrestle <laughs> I with you." I love that. Yeah. 
I, I love it in a way, but it's like, yeah, no, I don't want to see. No, I mean, oh, exactly. No, to. that's why it's like you better have a big surprise because if it's the triple threat, that's extremely corny. And it doesn't make sense because you have two AEW guys versus one New Japan guy. Why would New Japan agree to that? It's, but, it's fuck them. At the and same also, time, it's like I we have happy. these Bullet Club matches that can happen. I think next week is when Bullet Club shows up and, you know, at the very least, we get two more matches, and, and I hope they're big. But I don't think we're getting Naito. We're obviously not getting Ibushi because he's hurt, and the New Japan stuff with him is insane. Well, well let's address – I mean, this is a bigger issue, and, you know, I, I know we don't have time to go completely deep into it. Someone not on Facebook a great time us in America four hours. So. Guys, guys called Bullet Club. Um, I just don't – they got to change the name, man. It Like, one – like, I had I – Yeah, had, like, change it to our, Thoughts and Prayers. <laughs> one of our one of our listeners asked like is it okay should i do i should i wear the shirt and i'm like i don't know man <laughs> it feels fucking weird like especially most people as the ratings showed last night most people don't know what the fuck it is especially um, for a show in chicago which has got like the highest murder rate in the united states yeah man it's i just don't think it's gonna cross over i don't think that you want to promote it right now i'm sure warner doesn't want to fucking promote uh warner warner made it so that all their action figures can't have guns anymore if you buy like a joker figure or deathstroke or anybody but it, they it can't have knives. a very high blood alcohol level <laughs> <laughs> but it comes with nine you know deathstroke you know uh bret hart's worst enemy but it's like they um <laughs> like deathstroke comes with a bicycle but yeah, it's like so they. <laughs> Jesus have like, Christ! I think Willow comes with a bicycle too, for real. He should. <laughs> well, yeah, Willow's Willow should come with an umbrella, a bicycle. Dude, what if Willow shows up next week? Are we mad yeah, eight, or eight. do we admit that it's kind of awesome and hilarious? Oh, I, I would pop huge for that. <laughs> that would be my dream. I would pop. Guys, guys, do you know what Willow's blood alcohol <laughs> content level was? <laughs> it's way higher than Jeff. No man, I, I yeah this this whole forbidden door thing yeah you know wake me up when September ends uh you know <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to move on but yeah the main event was fun I I do believe at this point Jungle Boy has wrestled more in front of his family than he hasn't it was like <laughs> they're always there well Luke, um, Luke's always there but yes uh but it That's did beautiful it, Robert beautiful it did add to the end you know <laughs> and um. And yeah, man, like you couldn't watch that match and think like, thank God Jeff wasn't in this because if what happened Monday didn't happen, it would have happened today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those I, every there was some a Bleacher Report was like bitching about the table sp- spots and that like they didn't break right, but I thought they looked they sounded and looked awesome. I was yeah, it exploded yeah. kind of, and I, yeah. and I feel you know. Once this forbidden door shit is over, like, I mean, FTR really is in this hot special place. They are the number one contenders. Like they, they should have been in the match last night. I mean, yeah, I understand why they weren't, but um, I feel like them with the box with the rules reverse could be really fun. Yeah, and I, and that's obviously where they're headed. Yeah, and, and again, another thing is they really could have gave the titles to the Hardys and. Again, the way Tony was just pumping out these insane matches with Jeff, just have them do, you know, I think Tony's idea was like, let them run wild for the summer and then put it on the Bucks and then let Bucks and FTR do that feud where FTR finally, you know, they have all the titles in the goddamn world. Uh, yeah, thank God we don't, I mean, it's, the, I don't want to say thank God because of what happened, but yeah, uh, 
we don't have to have a Hardy title run. No. Uh, we get a, a Young Bucks title run with, I but, guess, but if you're I, chasing I was them all summer, right? It seemed like they were going with Danielson Moxley, but, you know, whatever. Danielson seems hurt. That's the other thing. Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, challenged him at Dominion. So, I mean, I would hope him and Danielson spoke, and that's why he did it, because he knew it's going to happen. So that's a dream match. I think next week the matches are going to be very, very – I'm going to go, oh, damn, this is going to be a, a really great pay-per-view. And I kind of expected that because, first off, they never build pay-per-views. They build, like, two feuds. I love when people go, it's two weeks. Why don't we know any matches? That's what happened at Double or Nothing. That's what happened at All Out. At All Out, they booked Young Bucks and Penta and Phoenix, like, a week before. And Penta and Phoenix were nowhere near the tag titles at the time. It was very – but, you know, we just love the pay-per-views because all these guys can go. But yeah, man, you don't, if we don't have Okada, oof, you know, that's rough. We don't have Naito. Can you explain why? And what about Danielson? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it, I, I'm, I think he's hurt, but Zack Sabre Jr. at Dominion called him out and challenged him. And that is a dream match. That's a real dream match for, for people. Robert, what do you think of the second hour? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's stuff to like. I think the Ethan Page Miro thing was interesting because I think Miro is now occupying the space they had for Wardlow, the baby face that people like just watching destroy I guys. The match was kind of eh, but the match was kind of eh. Ethan Page. There's something about that dude that's just it's like he's a caricature of a wrestler. When he was doing the thing where he was like putting Miro's hands together to pray, and he's like, "You will pray to me." It was like I liked like, it. I, 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 like, that was like, my favorite part. It was it was a little just there's something about his facial expressions. He looks like a villain, like a made for TV cable movie. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard to take him seriously. But I think Miro, they realize he's a baby face who's just going to act like a heel and the audience loves him. And that was sort of Wardlow's space. So that kind of I love Miro praying with him afterwards. That was hilarious. Yeah, no, Miro's awesome. I think he's he's great. And he's someone who has shown that you can thrive when you leave WWE and you have creative freedom uh him and occasionally malachi black when they let him on tv uh the Britt baker tony storm match was was fine thunder rosa like i get there's all that stuff on the internet that they think she was sandbagging uh against marina shafir and then Britt baker liked the tweet and all of that nonsense i there's there's just no steam behind her i think that people were way more into chris statlander and i feel like they should have gone forward with her for a little while the audience is connected with her was she uh, abducted by the aliens i haven't seen her in a couple of weeks uh, she was on uh, like a week ago didn't yeah. she wrestled red velvet on rampage, wrestled red velvet yeah, on rampage. She's on that's rampage right a lot and she's, she's awesome and she's, she's someone great, they, yeah. and she's homegrown it's someone they should be getting behind she didn't um, used to be awesome she she grew a lot she did that's she's improved yeah. she's improved dramatically Go. Uh, that Stokely promo with Willow Nightingale was super indie amateurish. Uh, it was Stokely's great, and his delivery was great. So but she, that's what was so. She Willow's good. I, this just felt I've very seen her like Ring of Honor. She's great. It, I, don't I don't know, know who produced did. that segment, but it was not really well done. The hangman, like the hangman thing, kind of. It was it. It made everybody look kind of stupid. It's like Hammond's like, oh, I, I was going to challenge Okada the title, but I guess I forgot he, he lost the title. Oops. Uh, and then <laughs> it was not a great promo. It was, it was, it was especially because he, he comes out, he's so sexy when he comes out with that walk, you know, and the hair and the, and the way he tucks his shirt into his belt, you know, and then he opens his mouth and it ruins it. Well, the whole thing is like, I think that's not how it should go, Dan. Like, you know, like <laughs> he is the cowboy with social anxiety, but you know, I have it. 
you guys probably have it. Everyone listening has it. It's not actually entertaining to watch social anxiety. <laughs> At the same time, though, and, and that's the problem with this segment, you go, you go, okay, Tony, what do I have to do? What am I trying to sell? And, he, and it's like, which match? And you go, uh, you don't know the match. And you go, okay, well, who's the potential opponents? It's like, maybe Jay, but then also he's going to, when he comes out, he's going to say that's not happening. So you go, well, then what do I do? And you go, I don't know. And then it, it's like you, you put them all out there to kind of look a little foolish because the story isn't completely making sense. The story doesn't make sense. I mean, it's clear, like, linear booking of, all right, you have two number one, two guys who want the opportunity. You do a match with the two of them. And if you want to do a triple threat, you do a match that doesn't get a finish. And then they make it a triple threat. But this idea of Jay White, like, I'm going to pick it and I'm not going to tell you who it is. And, hey, man, you can't tell us your thoughts on CM Punk. And then he just runs away. Makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Uh, and the rule the, of I can't beat, I, I can't wrestle you again because I already beat you twice. Well, then we wouldn't have gotten that great Cody Seth match. That's true. What if we get Jay White and Adam Cole versus Hangman and Kenny Omega? It, it would just be cool if Kenny showed up, right? All right, I got to give up on that. It, it'd, be, it'd be great if Okada was going to show up. And then they're like, nope. Yeah, so uh, now is this fact that Okada's not showing up? Because I can't find anything. They wouldn't mention it other week. Yeah, right? That's but so here's fucking the thing, depressing. Scott, you no want to do that to people. Yeah. You don't mention his, it otherwise. His wife is due for labor during that he time. Is. God. Well, priorities, man. This is the forbidden door. Like, yeah, dude, but Chicago, you don't know when a woman guy. is going to give birth in advance. Yeah. He, he, if, she, <laughs> look, if, this, if he was old school, they would induce and get that kid out before the show. Like, come on, man. Um, but yeah, the forbidden door, the C section. Yes, the, that's the uh, Rob Robert. Robert, if it was old school, he wouldn't be there. And then Okada Jr. becomes a wrestler years later. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the pure way to do it. Like if this feels like the invasion angle at this point, it's like, oh, it's a WCW invasion of WWF with Sean Stasiak. Like, cool. Yeah. I, I, there's plenty of guys I know in New Japan. And I ain't seeing a lot of them. And that kind of sucks. Uh, Young Bucks Jurassic Express was really good, but nobody told Jim Ross who decided to shit on it and just goes, you know, there's only so many suplexes you can do. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, like enjoy the food. When I'm telling someone to enjoy AEW, there's a problem. Uh, The table spot that was weird was Luchasaurus going through the table at the end was clearly looking at the table and then very slowly and gently fell into it. Um, it was, I mean, it, they showed a replay of it. It looked better than what it actually happened. And I'm glad that Christian finally turned on, on, uh, jungle boy. We've known about that for forever and it made sense. And heel Christian is a lot of fun. So I'm kind of excited to see what they do. Yeah, here. me too. Um, all right, let's get to high spot, low spot. But before that, I want to ask Robert and Scott, little, little wrestle roast trivia question. Um, I, uh, I looked at the top cities that we are, uh, we get listened to. What do you think the number one city we get listened to is at? Duluth, Minnesota. Nope. No fucking clue. Jackson, Mississippi. Stop. Really? Daniel, yeah, that, stop. I swear to God. Jackson, Mississippi, followed by Marietta, Georgia, followed by, I think like this is Livonia, Michigan, which is, I think it's Detroit. I don't know. And then LA and then Chicago. Well, there's the, there's the Bible belt and then the title belt, right? And that's what you just described. That's the title <laughs> belt right there. We love our title belt listeners. Well, I just want to give a big thank you to Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, we love you guys. 
Clearly, they've never heard us discuss politics on this show. Mississippi, you're the only the only Mississippi burning is the one in my heart right now. So thank you guys. Well, what's the one that Farah says? Go back to the no, Mississippi. Is that what he says? No, yeah. Alabama. Alabama. Damn. No, Mobile. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. All right. High spot, <laughs> low spot. What do you got this week, Scott? High spot will be. This is what it'll be. It'll be Jay White uh, winning, which I watched live and thinking that would suck because I wanted Okada to win because I wanted Okada to fight, you know, defend his title. He's the new Japan guy. And then Jay White won and he cut those promos and I loved it. So he Did is Jay my White win clean, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. He won clean, right? He won clean. Yeah, he won clean. That's what heels do. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh man, it was so, so, you know, during Okada's entire title reign, you had to be quiet don't, because of COVID. Even this, this show, you had to be quiet. And so the whole time, Jay White is just saying, your entire, you know, your entire title reign, this is what the crowd sounds like, you know? They're dead. They're, cheer for me. It's like, it was just so fucking cool, man. Really, really good shit. So and I love that spot. the fans in America have kept that tradition going for all the new Japan people that come over. <laughs> That's not 100% true. By the way, I think just piggybacking on Scott's fantasy booking before, if MJF shows up in New Japan and berates them for not being able to talk, and they just have to sit there silently and take it. Oh, that'd be so fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, don't waste New Japan on MGF. We're trying to make him a star. That's fair. It would be gold, guys. So yeah, oh, and then and then what my I have I have to have a low spot. Um yeah. You know, it I know is there's so been nothing bad with... that's happened this week in wrestling. Yeah, but yeah. yeah you, you don't want to name the things that have happened already. Phew. Get back to me on a low spot. I'll find. No, you know what? Here's my low spot. We haven't seen Los Ingobernables yet. And it's like, are, are you waiting just for them to arrive before you announce it? Because you want it to be a surprise. And all these Japanese guys are arriving next week. And that's why next week we're going to find out that at least dude, Shingo, he's like the best wrestler in the world. Why is Shingo not coming? Like, explain to like, are, do they not want to come? Is that what's happening? Uh because it's like we got all your white guys. That's what it feels. That's <laughs> the problem. Like, it's like, uh, they, we do they have your to... best white guys. We got Zach. Sa- you know, hopefully we get Zach Saber. You know, we have Jay White. We have Will Osprey. But it's like Dave Finley. Where's Naito? Where's Shingo? Yeah, they t- they I, you know, will to... be there. I'm sure. I think I. You know, he's going to be. I'm. I'm assuming he's going to win the little tournament New Japan is having, leading up to this, where he'll be in the four way. But we've seen Ishii, we've seen Suzuki, even Tanahashi. We haven't seen him in AEW, but this is a guy who constantly comes to the States. He's like wrestling in California sometimes, fucking Texas. We've seen Ishii and Suzuki both lose in AEW. Yeah, so so it's like, again, I will love if Zack Sabre's there. I do love love Osprey Cassidy. That does feel very cool to me. But just give me some Japanese guys we haven't seen yet. Desperado is really good though, but again, you're in this match with Jericho that, eh. So yeah, that's my low spot. It's just like, can we get to it? Well, my low spot to piggyback. My low spot to piggyback off Scotty. My low Scott. (laughs) My low Scott uh, would be Okada not being at Forbidden Door. I mean, Scott mentioned that, but this is crazy. I mean, they really should have fucking done this event when Okada could have been there he's the one guy the one guy you know we can we can miss uh shingo we can miss naito okada we can miss abushi even but okada is that one guy you wanted to see represented and he's not there and it makes no sense 
Uh, my high spot, I have two. Jay White's performance in Dominion. And uh, uh, me and Mike Lawrence will not be going viral by getting punched by Mike Tyson. So that's kind of nice. Uh, we're not going to get attacked. Uh, and uh, we'll be passed to Mike. Mike, high spot, low spot. Okay, my high spot is um, on uh, Wendy Williams' show, as hosted by guest host Sherry Shepard. She shared a story about um, being with her son and asking MJF for an autograph and him being an asshole to her. And it was so funny, like, her telling this story to, like, a daytime audience of, like, all these women going, it was so great because MJF wasn't there and he was getting massive heel heat. And they were all like, boo. <laughs> and it was great because she's like, so I asked him for an autograph. And he says, no. And she's like, aren't you MJF? And he's like, I'm not. <laughs> and then she's like, I took a picture. It is him. <laughs> but it's great, like, that he was in character. And that, and then she said, like, she, like, asked her son, like, hey, he wouldn't take, he wouldn't take the picture. I'm sorry. He's like, mom, he's a bad guy. <laughs> uh, do you know what would be, I mean, you know what's, you know what would have been so much more fun to see is like MJF. Yeah. He's turning down a fan's autograph, you know, whatever. That's his gimmick. But man, I would have loved to be there in the early nineties and warrior turn people down. That would have oh, been yeah. so fun to watch of him just like fucking like walking past a kid with a wheelchair and being like, get out of my fucking way. But we know he wouldn't give Sherry Shepard's kid an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, you know, you know, MJF would give Joey Behar an autograph. But anyways, okay, my low spot is um, those uh, Pride Month uh, videos with Sunny Kiss. Yeah, because yeah, bad, but it's just he hasn't been seen. He's been missing. Yes, yes. this is performative bullshit. You want yes. all the credit without this is what companies do every fucking June, man. Now, at the very mm-hmm. least, they should put his name and then say where you can see him, which is on dark and dark elevation on YouTube. But yeah, <laughs> don't put it. And, and you know, some people go, I understand. Look, none of I, just because he, he is, uh, or I don't even know, is he, is she trans? I don't she, know. I think it's she. No. It, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm sorry so, if I, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what's, uh, but she, um, I'm not saying you need to even use her, even though I saw a match with her and Joey Janela live. That was amazing. And if she can go with Joey Janela, you, she can go with other people. But anyway, I'm not even saying you need to use her, but if you're not using her, don't put her out there for this. Yeah. The the last time I remember her on dynamite was getting killed by Kenny Omega in, (laughs) in that championship. Oh, and like, yeah. Women interview. Yeah. Well, then, exactly. their entire, then her entire storyline with Joey Janela took place on YouTube. Yeah, Janela yeah. turning on Sonny Kiss happened on their, their entire feud, all their matches never happened on TV. Yeah, so that, I mean, I think they should use her more. I think she is interesting. When I first saw her at Double or Nothing 2019, I'm like, this is fucking different. This is an alternative to WWE's not going to have somebody like that. This is a more accepting company, and it felt that way. And then, yeah, to like fucking relegate her to YouTube, but then prop yourself and pat yourself on the back is kind of a little, a little tasteless to me. I would agree with you, Mike. 
Robert, high spot, low spot? Uh, my high spot was there were two Money in the Bank qualifying matches, Drew and Sheamus and AJ uh, and Seth, that were just really fun wrestling matches. Oh, I heard they uh, were great, yeah. They were, they were both a blast. Um, it, it's nice to see a tournament where the matches leading up to it matter. Um, all due respect to the Owen Hart tournament. But uh, it was just kind of a nice little breath of fresh air to surprise when watching a Raw main event by a pose down. Uh, my, my low spot of the week, I, I have two. One was uh, Randy Orton being injured, where he maybe needs to go in for surgery and be out the rest of the year. It felt like they were building up to uh, an Orton-Roman uh, Reigns SummerSlam match, which would have been awesome. Randy has been peak Randy this last uh, run. And it just kind of sucks to see that he's going to be off TV for a while. Uh, I enjoy him. And then to that end, my other low spot is uh, I know it's part of the whatever, the allure, the mystique, the storyline, the whatever. But I miss MJF on TV. Like he's just he he's a good, bright moment in Dynamite and perks up a, a quarter hour and not having him on for a couple of weeks. You really do miss that character being on there. There's nobody who kind of fills that void for the uh for the audience and not having someone charismatic like punk or having somebody like danielson and then not having mjf on there it was a very solid dynamite despite the rating but i just i, I find that i mean he's the most entertaining guy in wrestling to me and i hate not having him on tv you know part of that is like a lot of these like guys like like you know the guys that are coming in for this forbidden door, like uh, like a Jay White, you know, and Osprey, and 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 I know Cole's a company guy, but like those three, it's like they are all heels, but they don't actually get heat. They try, they're like they're cool heels, and I love that. There's just a dude who is a scumbag and gets gets the business. Yeah, I don't need you to cheer me. I don't need I don't need you to say boom, fucking hate me. It's okay. I mean, Jericho too. It's like Jericho is a heel, but he's the neediest guy in the world. He still wants your approval at all times. Yeah, for sure. Um, can we add, as a, Scott, you haven't done your low spot yet, but. No, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I think. Right? You kind of did. But look, we need to talk about this Bobby Lashley, Austin theory. <laughs> like, oh, I'm too tired to defend the WWE. I will defend <laughs> it and I will find a way to make it make fucking sense. But. Uh, tell I'll me say this. Al, I heard Robert, I heard you... Raw was really good. I heard Raw was really good, and then I saw the last segment. So uh, here's, so, here's the and thing I, and, about and, it. But I heard everybody agrees the last segment was bad. The um, last segment itself wasn't it, it was it was bad in the sense that there was never a good pose down segment. Doing pose down segments is stupid. It's it's bodybuilding, which well, is not a according to Meltzer. He said that Connor the Crusher used to have fun ones. Not con, you know, that, the, they, con, Jesus. Fuck. Wait, oh, wait, who? Who? the crusher. Brother, no, sorry. no, 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 that was my bad. This is this is why Tyson wanted to do the roast. Dan is ruthless. He'll go after children. <laughs> He's ruthless and I'm toothless. All right. Here's here's the thing. They're they're stupid. It's it's Bruce booking, but the fact of the matter is the thing that made Raw so good this week was they're focusing on giving guys an opportunity to step up that they usually don't. So Riddle got to deliver a great main event style promo. Uh, Montez Ford had a great one-on-one -on -one match because that guy is going to be like their guy going forward in, in a couple of years. And they let Theory be the top shitty heel that he needed to be. 
And they put him into a segment with Lashley as a pose down because in Vince's world, that's impressive. And you have to book for Vince. And as far as stupid pose downs go, it worked in the sense that Theory got a lot of heel heat. That crowd wanted to see him get his ass kicked. They wanted to cheer for Lashley when he squirted the baby oil, baby oil on Lashley's face. It's a way for him to get offense on Lashley without it looking totally unbelievable because you wouldn't believe that Austin theory is going to jump Bobby Lashley and it's going to really hurt him. You blind the guy and attack him a little bit. You're a chicken shit heel and you want to see the guy get beat up. So as far as old school heat goes, the segment made sense, but when you'd say it, it sounds really stupid and makes you think of that Scott Steiner Triple H pose down, which is one of the worst fucking segments in the history of wrestling. Robert Karpolis, uh destroying all the goodwill he built with his grounded opinions earlier in the show. Dude, like the psychology of this was all wrong. Like even if you're going to do a pose down, you have you should have the guy be bigger. You should have the heel be bigger than the baby face. So when the heel doesn't get cheered, it's like, what the fuck? You guys no, are hold on, hold on, hold on. Also- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to melt you on this. Dan, it's, it's about definition. It's about tone. It's not about Melter is the one who agrees with me on this. Okay, wait, what wait. What the fuck Dan, is Melter though? In, in Robert's defense, this is crazy. I'm Robert's lawyer now. This is the most insane episode ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So the idea of a thing like that, right? It could get a crowd going when you have guys that can deliver a segment, man. Like, I mean, we talked about MJF for a while. And, you know, even The Miz could have made this a lot more fun. The problem with an Austin Theory and even Bobby Lashley, even though I I like a lot of his in-ring work stuff, is they feel like they're in a play that they barely remembered the lines for. Like, they're the understudy and, like, you know, they're real happy to be the understudy, but they didn't remember all the lines and, oh, shit, John Cena's not here. It just like they can't deliver it. The, the fact that Bobby Lashley was bigger and Austin was smaller should have been funnier. But all, theory, sorry, theory couldn't have made it funnier because he doesn't have it like that yet. He will probably, but not Adam yet. Adam Cole so should have been in this segment. <laughs> Mike, did you see the segment? What are your thoughts? I, I did. And you guys buried the fucking lead on it of how much. Adam Pierce was in it and how much it's him like growling and yelling and stuff and how how nothing that fucking piece of balsa wood is. Oh. <laughs> um yeah, I mean this was bad, but it's you know, it's it's WWE bad. Like the the fact that I mean the third hour of, of Raw is often like the second hour of a uh, of dynamite, <laughs> it, right? Like, all right, no one's watching as much, let's just fucking jump off a cliff um but yeah man it's not good it lashley is very talented but like just doesn't he's a he's a a bad promo man he's he's he he can be good in the ring and he's got a great look i i just Um, want to broken up the really bad in the ring right but then to that end if you if you have lashley as a baby face and you're forced to book a segment with him in theory where you're not having them wrestle, you don't want him to talk. So it's, well, what's the one strong thing? Man, strong man competition. Strong man competition. And I'm sure they'll do one of those next week. And this will be what we're going to get for the next few weeks. You're yeah. going to do the pose down because it's impressive to, you know, Wichita, Kansas, where they were, all due respect to our eighth most listened to city. But, uh, <laughs> you know, 
I've been Fuck to Wichita. Y'all. I'm sure it's a lovely town. And uh, these I got, work. I got, I lost my, my college agent fired me because of a show I did there, but yes, <laughs> keep going. It's a, it's a shit town where they're going to clap for nonsense. And is look at that dude. He's got muscles. Like that was pretty much it. And it made Lashley not have to talk, which is fine. And theory <laughs> mugging and looking like a douchebag makes those people want to hate him. So from that perspective, it worked. It wasn't particularly entertaining. I did not enjoy watching it, but I understand why they booked what they booked. We put so much more thought into this than anyone there did. <laughs> you know? uh, Mike, what are your plugs for this week? You're yeah, in New Bruce, York. Bruce is busy sh- uh, shredding, shredding paper. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to New York. I'm going to be at uh, Cellar, the Underground, um, uh over the weekend um so you could look those off those shows and um and uh new york comedy club yeah it's my first time in new york in over three years man um so excited to go for a few days and uh yeah, hopefully uh yes yeah, you, you and bit. scott in yeah, person we'll see, we'll we'll see you on monday yeah man yeah. we've done this entire show without <laughs> seeing each other that's true yeah, man. So it'll be it'll be cool. I'm excited I've about seen that. Scott and, a couple times. Did you yeah. see Scott at Grand Slam? I uh, yeah, I've seen Scott a couple times. Yeah, Mike, I haven't seen. Yeah, Robert, so I've never be, seen in person. I, I, Mike's gonna be awesome. I've never and, seen Scott yeah. in person. I've met I've seen Mike in person once, and Dan for twelve seconds once in person. Yes, an Apple W event. And then it was yeah. just a bear in your garbage, and you were like, "Honey, <laughs> well, apparently no." See, the problem is no one wants to come play the hard rock in Fort Lauderdale. So <laughs> I I also, you know, I just wanted to, to say that, um, you know, yeah, we don't interact that much in person. Um, I just wanted to rationalize our lack of chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good job. Um, you can follow me on Dan St. Germain on Instagram. I'm posting videos there every week uh, i'm also posting videos on tiktok i'm trying to get my my followers up on both so uh check that out um i uh you know hopefully we'll have other news to talk about in the next couple weeks so uh every great really announcement from my, dan i gotta change my tone on these plugs i feel like i <laughs> I do sound like uh, a soul leaving a body. So, and we, you know, we we are very excited for what celebrities are added and then dropped to the Ric Flair roast. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Me That's and Mike will be at the Ric Flair roast. We'll be there all weekend. If you want to give us free SummerSlam tickets, we're here. Um, <laughs> all right, Robert. Speaking of souls leaving your body, you can listen to me on something in sports entertainment with where I talk about Monday Night Raw. I talk uh, about SmackDown. Uh, yes, Retro SmackDown. Retro SmackDown. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WWE Creative underscore ISH. And uh, get well soon, Justin Roberts. Hopefully he'll be back next week. I know he had some uh, minor surgery done and uh, missed him on Dynamite this week. We, we did. All right, folks. That's Scott the show. Plug stuff. Scott, Scott underscore Chaplin on all the things. Uh, also, I mean, in terms of wrestling fans, uh, June 25th, at the stand uh i'm gonna be there stokely hathaway is on the show uh i think it might be a wrestling theme show is it a wrestling themed show Dan? no but it, it ends up becoming a wrestling theme kind show. of okay yeah right, so but out. you'll see the crowd and and you'll and you'll, you'll just, understand yeah. yeah have like a couple wrestling things ready ike up front and you'll yeah. be you'll, 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 you'll smell them yeah, you go wrestling fans or drowning pool fans. And then you go, I, oh my I think God, I did, they're both. Yeah, I think I did two wrestling jokes up top, and then I just went into my set. All right, all right. And Zach. 
Wash your hands. <laughs> nice. <laughs>